Welcome to The Weekly Word, a 52-week journey through the Bible. My name is Matt Lidikanen, and with me is Steve Lampy, and we are both Christian pastors currently serving at Messiah Church in Midland, Michigan, and we're excited to be journeying with you through the Bible. Every week, we'll be taking a big-picture view of the scripture you'll be reading, point out some points of interest along the way, and together gain a better vision of the God who loves us. This podcast follows along with the daily readings found in the one-year chronological Bible reading plan and resources from Tyndale House Publishers. All right, so we are back in the Weekly Word, and we've got the book of Job, and that's what we're spending the whole week in. It is all Job all the time. Yep. Um, and it's a fascinating book. We, we only touched on it for like a few minutes in last week's podcast, but mm-hmm. um, I guess just to catch us up, we've got the bit of the story, the bit of the book that's actually narrative as we mm-hmm. have um, God kind of convening this heavenly council and along in comes this, the Satan, the mm-hmm. accuser, who yeah. is uh, the devil, right? And he has, he comes before the Lord and God's like, where have you come from? And so Satan's kind of, Satan and God have a little conversation mm-hmm. in the midst of that meeting, and um, God sort of serves Job up. It's like, have you considered my servant Job? Yeah. Um, and, you know... Yeah, it's he, the beginning yeah, of... He just goes, <clears throat> goes for it. It's, it's, it's kind of like the beginning of, like, the, the, I think, the universal question, whether you're a believer or not, because you've heard it. Mm-hmm. You've heard it throughout your whole life that why do why do bad things happen to good people, right? That's like yeah. one of the questions that I think a lot of people struggle with, and I, that's clearly that's an issue that Job um, and his his friends that come to visit him are struggling through too, in regards to the the question well, why why would this happen mm-hmm. to a blameless man? Because that's what that's what he's he's called. He's called a blameless, and in general, he's a really good godly man, Job. And you know some of those questions that we would ask are struggled with in the same way throughout this book. Um, but yeah, and so that's where we're at. Mm-hmm. So he, yeah. off, like you said, he offers up Job straight up. Have you considered Job? This is this is a man that honors me and that has served me in his life. Uh, try him, and he's like, okay. I bet you he, I bet you he, he curses you. I bet you mm-hmm. he, he, he speaks against you if I, if I go against him. And God yeah. says, go. And yeah. he offers him up. So here we are. And this is this is something that's interesting um, to me because we have we are living in a day and age in which. Bad things happen. Yeah. Yep. Um, bad things happen to believers. Happens all the time. Mm-hmm. People who are really solid people, mm-hmm. um, love the Lord, are mm-hmm. faithful in the character, all the stuff, yeah. and really crummy things happen to them. Yeah. Um, could be a diagnosis, could be yeah. uh, sickness, could be a death in the family, anything, fill mm-hmm. in the blank, right? Um, so I'll notice, I just noticed this as I was reading through it. Mm-hmm. Job never questions. The friends never question whether there is a God. Mm. They're just wrestling through what is going on with God. Why would God allow this kind of thing? Yeah. And I think that's something that's really interesting in our day and age because it's not like bad things happen and we were like, how could God allow this? God mm-hmm. must therefore not exist. Mm-hmm. And I just noticed that question's not here in yeah. the in the scripture, right? It's it's not, does God exist? It's how do we make sense of this? Because we know that God exists. Yes. How do we fit this into our paradigm? Yeah, and, that, you know? and that's the struggle. And I think the struggle is, you know, and we'll talk more specifically about the, some of the verses, but not only do they struggle with, with how, does, how, how, do, how does this fit in with God, but also they're struggling with making the connection of, well, clearly it's something you've done with Job. Like yeah. they're, they're pinning it on Job's issues or decisions, 
which sometimes I think like a, a natural reaction to our problems within our own like human existence and our own human heart sometimes is like, mm-hmm. what have I done that, that God has done this to me? And that's a struggle that, that Job and his friends go through too, when that's not always the case. And, and God lays that out at the end too of, of the, yeah. of, of the entire book as well. And I, I think those questions are in the back of a lot of people's mind, like you said, depending on the situations they've been in, um, the circumstances that they've gone through, like you said, whether you're a believer or an unbeliever, one of the things that I, I feel like God does the greatest within this this book specifically is he, he guides us through the frustration that Job and his yep. friends feel. We can we can relate or the questions we may even have, mm-hmm. but then he kind of sets things straight to say, like, there's a greater thing that you will never understand, mm-hmm. but there is purpose and reason within it. Um, mm-hmm. But that's still some of the things that we go through and that Job's gone through. There just aren't explanations for it. It's that's a broken right. world and sin, yep. period. It's a yep. broken world and sin. And I think even in this text, I think what we have to recognize, we're gonna we'll get to the other wisdom books later. Yeah. But we have Ecclesiastes that offers a perspective on life. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the very <laughs> don't look for it for a very uh, pick me up. Even Job's not a great pick me up. It's like for Ecclesiastes, <laughs> everything Ecclesiastes. is meaningless. <laughs> yeah, it's just oh, man. everything is nothing's new under the sun. Everything's meaningless. Oh, Doesn't man. matter what you do, and it's very mm. uh, empty. You're not gonna um, hear that at a lot of like. Uh, your best life now conferences. <laughs> no, no, not at all. Uh, so it's really, really interesting perspective from Ecclesiastes. Yeah. Proverbs is more of a, hey, if you live a certain way, you'll mm-hmm. expect to receive a certain kind of outcome. Yeah. And Job is is somewhere in in the middle mm-hmm. where Job lives in a way that Proverbs and mm-hmm. the scriptures would admonish us toward, but he, it's not that simple. And I think yeah. that's the whole um, peeling back the layer of the, you know, plug in X and you'll get, yeah, Why? Yeah, yeah, that's not how God works. That's no. not how life works. No, and I think it's just opening up. Like, yeah, life isn't that simple. It's not a mm. not an algebra equation. No. You can't do certain things and get, expect certain outcomes automatically. Yeah, and there's, that's the it's peeling back that layer. Yeah, and there's some like just just uh, kind of like this thought of like karma, like that kind of nonsense that floats right. around in people's mind. Like, yeah. if I do this, and then it'll come back to me, and and you know we'll. I'll, I'll, if I do good, then I'll receive good. Well, eh, sometimes, sometimes, yeah, you do. Yeah. Sometimes, I mean, there's a benefit to that, but that's not that's not the universal truth um, in regards to the reality of our existence, right? That's mm-hmm. not the universal truth. You do good, and the next day you could you could get in a car accident, and it's like, well, why? Where in the world yeah. is 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 that truth and that? So you can't depend on those things. And I think the best thing that um, that Job kind of unveils as we go yeah. is that God is sovereign. God mm-hmm. is all knowing. And he is present in our, the blessings of life and in the sufferings of life. Yeah. And I think somewhere within there, there's that trust that we all have to come to, 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 mm-hmm. to, to it's okay to suffer. It's actually biblical to suffer. And it's actually good for us at moments to suffer. Like we have to go through trials. Paul, mm-hmm. Like Paul and Peter talk about these things, take joy in it because testing of faith, character is built. Yeah. And so we'll get, we'll kind of, we'll kind of run, run through this trial with Job. Yeah, it, it's dark. Job's dark night of the soul. A lot of people have found themselves right lockstep with Job. Mm-hmm. Uh, they understand what he's going through. Mm-hmm. This the questioning of God, and I think this is. I would tell you, man. I think a lot of in mm-hmm. our know, listeners too. This is a great book to go to when you're in that dark night, mm-hmm. when you're in the really difficult and dark periods, because you're asking those very same questions. And I think sometimes we don't even in our in our culture and in, in evangelical American culture we haven't always talked about that it's okay to mm-hmm. feel 
these thoughts, mm. to think these thoughts, to pray these mm-hmm. prayers of, God, where are you? What are you doing? I don't mm. understand this. This feels totally unfair. And it's mm-hmm. like, I'm not allowed to pray those prayers. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yes, you are. Yeah. Uh, we have a book of the Bible filled with that kind and, of prayer. And, and I believe, as we'll see, as we get there, I don't think we get there today, but as we see in the end too, um, God actually admonishes Job in the way in which he, that is the one way in which he was like, this is good. Like the way that you, yeah. like, I'm like the way that you've, you've walked through and, and that you've searched out these things. It wasn't the, you should never, ever have one word to say about me about suffering, even David, like in the Psalms. Yeah. I mean, look at David, his Psalms, his beautiful scriptural God's mm-hmm. word Psalms of difficulty, struggle, the lamenting, yeah. the restoration of oh, the human emotions that, that God's given us to have in, in regards to our relationship with him are, are littered throughout the Old Testament and New Testament. And mm-hmm. because we're, we're creatures that feel, we're creatures that mm-hmm. have emotions and our God has emotions too. And um, oftentimes as a, as a child with a father, we got to talk. And yeah. our father, I think, is welcoming of those in, in the yes, ways that is. are which done in submission and humility. Totally, so, totally. Yeah. So the book of Job gives us an amazing portrait of how to navigate these really difficult seasons in life, because they will come. If they mm-hmm. haven't come, they will. Um, and navigating through the wall and going through that mm-hmm. is so incredibly important. And Job gives us a great model. Yeah. Um, but maybe let's get into the text a yep. little bit. So um, I think one thing, uh, looking at Job 13... <laughs> Um, and the, I feel like every single chapter sort of begins with this rejoinder. Like, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, they, the, the friends, Job and his friends, um, they all are sort of tearing into each other a little bit. Yeah. Uh, his friends are definitely like laying into him because yeah. the main thing that you'll see as you go through this entire book is that the friends are all just kind of saying the same thing with slight variations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and yeah. they're like, we're right, you're wrong, you did something wrong, and we're going to prove it. Yeah. And obviously God works this way, you know. Yeah. Um, and so Job, he says in verse 4 of chapter 13, and he says this a lot in different ways, you, however, however, smear me with lies. You are worthless physicians, all of you. Mm-hmm. If only you would be altogether silent. He, for you, that would be wisdom. Mm-hmm. Uh, hmm. What can we take from that? Because I think... Um, when we we see somebody in our own life and mm-hmm. our own community that might be suffering, mm-hmm. there are certain temptations of mm-hmm. how to address that person, how to speak to that person, mm-hmm. encourage them. Mm-hmm. Any any uh, pro tips <laughs> about how to help someone in the midst yeah. of their well, and I brokenness? think and I think what Joe was struggling with with too was there was like, like there's like this accusation with his character too within those things mm-hmm. um that his first the, the first two friends to speak brought on him like what you've done something you must have done something um and this is the way and why this is why you're suffering yep. you know i think when you see people that are hurting and suffering um to to dig like his friends were digging into him but i think we have to ask the question what is truly helpful yep. for this person mm-hmm. like okay what is truly helpful and you have to approach it like Here's how I know Christ has approached me when mm-hmm. I've suffered, even if I've brought that suffering on myself, the things I've done, right? Like, yeah. like I'm, I'm, I'm reaping what I've sowed. Okay, there's the reality. How has Christ approached me? Because that's beneficial. And at times I think we can approach people in a, in a not a beneficial way in which his friends approach him too, where it's more like, well, clearly you must have, this is, this is something that you deserve. This is something that, that you've done. So just, just, just take what you're going through and... For him, for him, for them, it was the accusation of this is because you've you've lived a certain way and now you're suffering these ways. I've had friends that I've known 
who have been injured or have, have gotten injury and from like other believers have yeah. said, this is because you've, what's, what sin are you dealing with that, that this, that your body hurts yeah, in this they, way? They use the same exact language that exactly. <laughs> his friends are exactly. dealing with. Yeah. And, and those are, okay, one, um, there's a, probably a different way for that conversation to happen rather than in, immediately pointing out the physical or circumstances, someone to say, well, clearly you're sinful and this is why God's doing this to you. That is one, you do not know that. Like no one no. really has the right to speak that to anybody that God knows those things, what is beneficial to the person. And we should always approach people with, with grace and, and compassion mm-hmm. first and foremost. Um, when we, when we, when we talk to our people that we know that may be suffering or hurting mm-hmm. in some way, whether emotionally or something that's gone on in life or even physically, uh, you know, it's, it's the way it, it, you just have to pull back and say, how, how does my father approach me? In, in this is the same way that we should approach people that we care about when they're suffering or they're hurting. Um, and in, in this way specifically, there was a, it was, it was an, it was an, accus- it was an accusation, almost an attack of, mm-hmm. of character. And, and Job knew that's not it guys. That's yeah. Not it. Yeah. And we know, mm-hmm. I mean, we actually been let into the heavenly courtroom. We know yep. already that Job is blameless. Yep. He hasn't done anything. There's nothing. I mean, God, God himself says, have you considered Job? He's blameless. Yeah. Walks before me really well. Yep. Um, so we know that as the reader, mm-hmm. that what they're saying is blatantly false. Yeah. But they insist on it anyway, over and over yeah. again. And we see this happen in a culture. I mean, I know mm-hmm. there have been things. Um, I was going to say well-meaning, but I don't think they mean well. I, they're yeah. just evangelicals who will <laughs> proclaim yeah. to know the mind of God. Oh yeah. Given there's like a, whether it's a shooting or a thing that happens in that's a tragedy mm-hmm. takes place. And they say, you know what? You know why that happened? Because America is just steeped in sin, and mm-hmm. they've just we've embraced this, and and God is punishing us. Hang on a minute. Mm-hmm. Take a time out. Mm-hmm. Can you, oh man, presume oh, to know man. the mind of God? Uh, what if yeah. you know? And and Jesus will talk about suffering too, and why they, you know, he, this is in Luke's gospel, um, and probably the most one of the most helpful parts of, of Scripture in terms of suffering and why suffering happens. Mm-hmm. He says. Um, you know, there's, he's just talked about this Tower of Salome references this incident where that's, this tower broke, fell, and killed people. He mm-hmm. says, do you think that they were worse sinners mm-hmm. than the rest of the people living in that town at mm-hmm. that time? Yeah. But unless you all repent, you will like, like you will likewise die. Yeah. So he's just kind of like, look, you're all on the path toward death. Doesn't mean you're yes. like, oh, they suffered in this terrible way. That means that we're better than them because um, we didn't receive. Right. The, we, we didn't. We were. We weren't. We didn't. We didn't die in the, the the catastrophe. Right. And I think that's sometimes the mindset that we, in, in in regards to the another way in which they approached Job was with that, like you said, judgmental kind of mm-hmm. spirit. And so you can't scripturally too as well. I mean, it's just such a such a. Is there such a clear tr- truth as to when you approach someone based on what they may look like or what you may know have they have done and if they've gone through something, judgment within our heart almost builds a barrier between the gospel that we have and the person that we judge because mm-hmm. judgment will turn us away from someone. Like when we look at them and say, well, yeah. they deserved it, right? And this is probably what they've done and they lived that life. Okay, they probably have some yeah. repercussions from decisions they have. At the same time, judgment casts aside and grace brings near to the gospel, right? So that's the beautiful thing of, of what we learn about ourselves. that one, Christ did come to condemn the world. He knew that we were all guilty. 
But he yeah. didn't come to us and say, this is what happened, and this is why it happened, because mm-hmm. you guys are all sinners, and this is all the punishment that I'm bringing on you. No, it was, okay, you've sinned. You are sinners. You need help. I'm here to make that way to help you. And mm-hmm. so if he brought us near, he didn't push us, uh, he didn't push us aside in judgment. That's right. Um, so, yeah, you, you, yeah, you have that, that Whether it's here. either, so I think the big takeaway, you know, one, don't be like Job's friends. Mm-hmm. Don't presume to know the mind of God mm-hmm. and think you kind of got justice figured out. Because oh, you man. don't, clearly not. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm not saying, there's some really wise things that they do say, mm-hmm. kind of embedded. There's some generalities you can kind of lift and like, oh, there's some good stuff there. But mm-hmm. um, like their their attitude, their posture is one, we know, we know how God works. Mm-hmm. We're going to inform you. Yeah. Um, and you can't do that whether it's yeah. with an individual, with a friend who's suffering, or mm-hmm. with regard to a, a global tragedy. Yeah. Um, don't say like God thus saith the Lord, because He He did not saith. No. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and some of those, yeah. some of those things that we would immediately say too are, well, this is the judgment of God. And actually, man, I, I mean, you even look scripturally. Some of these things that that happened in the past. What's the outcome of a lot of those things is actually give, given time. There's there's this mercy of God revealed through those yeah. things that we would say punishment, slow the boat, because there's mercy somewhere in the working of God. There has to be mercy and catastrophe because yeah. if not, then how do, how do you explain even like the, the troubles that, that we go through in the destruction that we experience and what we would, what would we learn if it was only punishment? There would be, there would be no mercy within it. We wouldn't learn the character of God at all if we ourselves didn't know the mercy of God, which the, which sin brings destruction. So clearly we've all been through it in certain ways. Mm-hmm. But on the other end of those things, in the, the deep valleys of the darkness that you're talking about, mm-hmm. is that light of Christ, the truth, the mercy of God. Yeah. So don't count them out on things that we think, good, they deserve the judgment. Right, so, right. There's always, God always wants to sow mercy. And yeah. that's something that um, later in this week, you'll we'll hear from Elihu a little bit. Mm-hmm. And Elihu kind of is the friend, the last friend to speak, and this is the only time he does speak, but he has a quite quite of a long speech. Mm-hmm. And he is really just addressing that part of mm-hmm. things that um that you know God does punish the wicked but yep. it's for the for their renewal for the restoration mm-hmm. um so that they can come to can turn back to life yeah um and that's yeah. that's that is a general truth mm-hmm. um that God uh desires not the death of the wicked but that mm-hmm. all will come to a knowledge of his son and mm-hmm. repent I mean that's and sometimes it just takes the hitting rock bottom to get to mm-hmm. that point but Elihu still misses the mark because he mm-hmm. thinks that Job is deserving yes, of these yeah. things. So <laughs> they, all um, three of them are can't quite wrap their head around. So God. Job is one who is going to really be that voice, the contrarian, who's like, "Yeah, but mm-hmm. yeah, but look at how the wicked will prosper, mm-hmm. and God doesn't seem to address yeah. that. Why?" And and mm-hmm. they're like, "No, that's not how it works." And they're apparently just kind of. You know, put their blinders up. Like There's that's not how it happens. Anything he says, right? Um, in their own mindset. Job chapter twenty-one, verse seven, where he says, "Why do the wicked live on, growing old and increasing in power? They see their children established around them, their offspring before their eyes." Um, and he kind of carries on and, and describes like this. They just keep on thriving, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he he says um, in verse. 20, 22 to 26, can anyone teach knowledge to God since he judges even the highest? One person dies in full vigor, completely secure and at ease, mm-hmm. well-nourished in body, bones, rich with marrow. Another dies in bitterness of soul, never having enjoyed anything good. 
Side by side, they lie in the dust, and worms cover them both. Hmm. Okay, so <laughs> we've got, and that's sort of sort of this yeah. application. We have yep. the wicked; they increase, they thrive. Mm-hmm. The righteous, they decrease, they suffer, they deal with a whole bunch of stuff, mm-hmm. and we have two kind of end end states of a person: mm-hmm. someone who suffered their whole life long, yep. and they die; mm-hmm. someone who lived the Live the best life you could possibly imagine. Live yeah. their best life now. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. And they die too, and yeah. death is their fate. And it's this, gosh, this is... It's deep, yeah. This is difficult, yeah. Yeah. This is a reality. Yeah. So, I don't know. Yeah, no, Any and I think, I think sometimes, too, you can take that, like, in two different ways as well. Like, like the one in which you pointed out, and I think, I think in general, you hear, the, you hear the phrase and you hear the discussion a lot of, you know, you can't take it with you. Well, yeah, but at the same time... Um, Many, many people in, in one of the great cultural patterns and belief of the world was, well, then, if I can't take it with me, I'm going to try to get as much as I can for myself and enjoy it as yeah, much the, as I can. In, eat, drink, and yep, tomorrow we die. Yep, that absolutely. Thing, yep. And so that's one way to take that. Um, and like, and, and the, the other way for like those who would say like, you know, okay, so one man has a lot and then he enjoys life thoroughly. And then, uh, you know, they both up in, they both end up in the grave and then you have the righteous person that just suffers in their whole life. And there's really mm-hmm. no, like, there's really no earthly benefit that they continue to grow in. It just always kind of seems difficult that Job is pointing at, like the suffering just is always constant for the person that is upright before God. There's another way to take that too. Um, and that's the, uh, the point in which there had then then what matters scripturally at the end. So from the righteous standpoint, it isn't about the simply the blessing and the gain in the world. It is, mm-hmm. yeah. Guess what? Sure, your reward may be great on earth, but I want my reward to be great in heaven. So yeah. within that, there is suffering. Um, you won't necessarily be loved by the world around you. Jesus said the same thing. If they hated me, they'll hate you. Um, if you're gonna have to, if you're gonna follow me, you're gonna have to deny your life. All those things that mm-hmm. you build to gain in the world to make your life great in in a sense of worldly great but in the end it is the same like look the gain in death for either is worms and dust but yeah. for the one that has lived righteously is eternal life with him yeah um, and so there's two ways to look at that right one is in like oh man you know it's both the same and but for the righteous it's okay the suffering's present but in the end there's a greater reward than could ever be found on earth so right and that's, yeah. I think that's the gift that we have because we don't have just the book of Job. We have no. the whole story. We have promises yeah. from Jesus. Mm-hmm. We have the promise of eternal life. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so even if we do endure this life and we are faithful in our walk, yeah. I think it's just, it's so hard to get beyond oh, our yeah. kind of day-to-day, moment-to-moment existence because that's all 100%. we have. It's, it's it. 100%. But it's like, yeah, look ahead to eternal life. And that that is a hope. That is a hope. There's a hope in the resurrection. There's yeah. a hope in a world where um, God will wipe away every tear from our yeah. eyes. Um, yeah. The one who himself wept uh-huh. is the one who will wipe away our tears. Yeah. And we will experience none of this stuff. And we have a great parable of that in the story of Lazarus, the rich man and Lazarus in mm-hmm. Luke's gospel where... Lazarus is this poor man who lived outside the rich man's gate. Rich mm-hmm. man didn't care about him, didn't help him do nothing. Mm-hmm. And it says that the dogs licked his sores. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's this is a kind of a job like mm-hmm. experience, Lazarus. Yeah. And then he dies, both the rich man and he die. And mm-hmm. guess where guess where the rich man is? Yeah. He's in hell. Yep. And he looks up into heaven and there's 
there's there's Lazarus, and he is being comforted. And and right? for the for the man that was in hell, he said, "You re- you received your reward in full while you were li- living." Yeah, this you man, got you got uh, what you wanted essentially. Yeah, yeah. exactly. No, but so. you're a hundred percent right, and I think it's really good to acknowledge to even everybody watching, like it's it's really easy to talk about suffering and the reward in heaven. But but the reality is sometimes in life it's super difficult to yeah. live in that live in that hope that's that's one hundred percent certain for us for 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 everybody for myself for you for um for for all believers there's just times when that is super difficult to hold on to but I think it's that hope that like Paul refers to, it's an anchor it anchors us in so that we're not just moved around by every like wind and wave of life to like oh I got to find something better to hope in now mm-hmm. or it's just that we can stand there in the suffering feel the weight of it. It's okay. It hurts. It's terrible. Um, but at the same yeah. time, no, like there is something better coming. Hold on, hold on to him, hold on yes. to the word, hold on to Christ. So, and in fact, in, in Job 19, there is this, like, it's just not, and, and now knowing kind of the full story, we know Christ, um, we have this hope of a redeemer. Mm-hmm. Uh, he says, Oh, that my words were recorded, that they were written on a scroll that they were inscribed with an iron tool on lead or engraved in rock forever. Here's the key bit. This is verse 25 of chapter 19. I know that my Redeemer lives Mm. and that in the end he will stand on the earth. And after my skin has been destroyed, yet in my flesh, I will see God. I myself will see him with my own eyes, I and not another. He says, how my heart yearns within me. (laughs) This is so beautiful. (laughs) It's so awesome. And the fact that this is like, this is, this is like so predated of the resurrection that yeah. he's like he's like i yeah, know I, that my redeemer lives and you're just like yes. this is so awesome to hear that a, that a man that that has gone and is going through so much at that moment i mean what what a great example to take that he wasn't perfect in what he did through this suffering no. he struggled big time but yeah, the, in this chapter yeah. he says uh actually uh, I know God has wronged me and drawn his net around me. Oopsies. He says that. Verse six <laughs> of that yeah, chapter. He says, yeah. I know God's I think he repents me. from that. And I think near yeah. the end, but he does. He repents from a lot of things he said. That's probably one of them. Um, but he does come to the conclusion within all that suffering. Look, I know my redeemer lives and that I will uh, live to see to to see him. Yeah. Um and, and even so after his I mean he's confessing resurrection. Yes, I mean, we were just absolutely. talking about that. Like yeah. he is confessing a raised life, he's going to see his yeah. own with his own eyes, not yep. with spiritual disembodied eyes, but like yep. with his own physical eyes, he's going to yeah. see God, and he's yearning for that because yeah. he's like, I need, like, it'd be great if I had a restored body because yeah. I'm scratching myself with a dry piece of pottery. At, at, at that moment, yeah. money wasn't going to help him. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> truly, there no, was. No. Can you just give me some more money and I'll be better? Not true. You can't do that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think, and then kind of getting toward the end. So we're getting, so Job's last words. Yeah. It says Job chapter 31, the words of Job are ended. So verse 40. Um, so he's basically, he's, he's kind of giving us his pedigree. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, um, we're concluding, we've gotten, we've gone back and forth and you'll read this. You, they go back and forth. You've done wrong. He's like, no, I haven't. Yes, you have. No, I haven't. And, mm-hmm. and he will be that again, that contrarian voice that's going to say, uh, no, this isn't as simple as you guys are making it out to be. You're not, you don't get the full picture and mm-hmm. they're offended variously. Um, but he really just kind of spells it out. Um, uh, verse 35, Oh, that I had someone to hear me. I sign out at my defense. Let the Almighty answer me. Mm. Let my accuser put his indictment in writing. Surely I would wear it on my shoulder. I would put it on like a crown. I would give him an account of my every step. I would present it to him mm. as to a ruler. Um, yeah. And so if, uh, 
He's like, if I'm wrong, then mm-hmm. let it let it be to me. Yeah. I, I, I am I will embrace mm-hmm. everything that has happened to me if it's just, but yeah. I don't think it is. And so that yeah. kind of ends with this we sort of have this tension. And then oh, yeah, LSU jumps it. in uh in the last bit, um, yep. which we'll probably talk about him a little bit. But um yeah, any thoughts about Job's concluding thoughts for his speeches? Yeah, and I and I, w- I would even say even after all of those, all of the discussion that he had with his the the first two friends that approach him before Elihu comes in, um, you can st- you can still tell that even at this point, there's still like you said, there's this, this there's this this tension and this un this unknown. It's not settled yet. That that mm-hmm. that gets settled when God comes and speaks to Job. Yeah. But this is it's not settled yet, and it won't be settled in Elihu either. Um, and I think uh, where we live within that, like as Job is living, is that we can be taught and we can hear the word of God and we can hold on to those things in our heart. But even within them, there still may be this frustration of not knowing the why, right? Mm-hmm. And I think even in Job at this moment is that, okay, fine, I'm going to settle. I'm going to say this. I'm going to, if, if there can be an account written against me, fine. I'll take it. I'll, I'll, I'll act on it. But it's like, I'm done talking. I can't do this anymore. If, if mm-hmm. there's anything that I need to be presented yeah. with, then lay it against me. Um, and sometimes even as we hear the word of God, there's still that struggle that we feel within us of the why. Why would this happen? Why is this happening? But what we continue to have to go back to, and this is why I feel like one of the reasons that God would come to him in his mercy to actually speak to him directly is because we have to continue to listen to Christ to even make it through those moments. Mm-hmm. Even when we hear him, we're going to struggle, and we just have to continue to cling to his voice within them. That's yeah. hard to do because the human thought wants to come up with our own conclusions and reasoning based on human experiences or what the world would say, this must be the reason. Um, but we just have to continue to listen to his word, and that really is a rock, right? And yeah. I think God comes in strong at the end and sets it straight. Which is really yeah. cool to, to to see, which is so cool. Yeah, and even then, we'll have to talk about it more next yeah, week. But next he week. doesn't he doesn't really explain there, why. Yeah, he doesn't he give the says, answer to it at all. No, <laughs> but but the awesome thing he does is that he literally just he literally like it's almost like a mic drop. <laughs> like it's like yeah, this it big is. God, it is mic, kind drop of God of, mic drop. And we'll you talk about even, it next week. I don't yeah. want to jump in there. He doesn't give the answer, but man, oh man, after hearing what God would say as Job, you're just there would have to be this. You're right. <laughs> Yeah, like, right. Like this, right? Like you're right. And um, so I think in in kind of concluding, wrapping up, I think uh, just bringing in Elihu a little bit here because he, again, we've been sort of mentioning that Job is the contrarian between the other three friends, and then there's Elihu who mm-hmm. is who's bringing something a little bit different in. Um, and we alluded to it already. It says in verse chapter thirty three, verse twenty nine to thirty, mm-hmm. God does all these things to a person twice, even three times. Mm-hmm to turn them back from the pit, Mm. that the light of life may shine on them. Pay attention, Job, and listen to me. Be silent, and I will speak. If you have anything to say, answer me. Speak up, for I want to vindicate you. But if Mm. not, then listen to me. Be silent, and I will teach you wisdom. And there, I mean, I feel like this could be like, I don't know, like a Hamilton play. It would go, Mm. I would think it would go really well. Yeah, no. (laughs) They could make this into a play. Oh, for sure. Um, But yeah, so Elihu, he has that. That and that's a positive. I think that's really why there's a lot of wisdom there. Kind of like we mm-hmm. said, there, there's wisdom embedded even in the oh, er, they're wrong, kind of on the merits mm-hmm. remarks. But um, here, yeah, continual, that, that is how God wants to uh, continual biblical truths, right? Yeah, I mean, think about uh, um, 
like receive receive discipline as a child, receive it with rejoicing because God disciplines those he loves, right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, a little bit of these too is you see it throughout, like, like we talked about in the beginning, rejoice in your suffering because those things are what produces perseverance and hope yeah. and character. And so it's not without, and I think one of the things that Elihu says is, is what you just said is, is that, yeah, sometimes uh, very difficult trials come so that we recognize the need that we're in for him yeah. because we're depending too much on ourselves, or we're living too much for ourselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, even, even in his words, you're right. That is such a biblical truth that in that, in that way, God has worked throughout scripture, old and new mm-hmm. in, in regards to saving people, in regards to calling people to repentance, in regards to his relationship with his children, yeah. to calling them back like the wandering sheep, right? Yep. Like, yeah. Okay. You want that? And you're going to get it. It's going to be difficult and you're going to come back when you can't handle it. And he allows people to wander. So yeah, yeah. he does. And, and so to, to, to conclude, um, and sort of leave us with a cliffhanger, um, we've heard from Job. We've mm-hmm. heard that, Hey, things are kind of messy. We mm-hmm. don't understand how the justice of God works. Yeah. And yet Elihu does remind us verse 12 of chapter 34, it is unthinkable that God would do wrong, that the almighty would pervert justice. Mm-hmm. So we know that, Mm-hmm. We also know that things aren't as cut and dry as they seem by yeah. the other friends. So what's going on? Yeah. And that's kind of what's coming up next week. Yep. So, yep. All right. Happy reading. And I hope that uh, this is helpful and we'll hear, uh, join you again next time. So God bless your reading this week. Thanks so much for joining us for The Weekly Word. If you like this podcast, be sure to rate and subscribe and hit that notification bell to stay on top of new episodes. If you have any questions or have something in scripture you'd like us to weigh in on, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at weeklyword at messiahmidland.org. That's weeklyword at messiahmidland.org.